Good morning. Erev Shabbos Kodesh, Parshas Vayechi, Chazak, Tovshin Pei Dalid. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutelochus, Yoridea, Chelek Shemi, Hilchois Kilei Behema, Halacha Beis, Parabrif Gimel. We dedicate the learning today, Lilu Nishmas, Yosef Ben Shimon, and Shraga Ben Ruvain, whose yard sites are today on the 17th of Tebes, and Lilu Nishmas Shalom Ben Rav Pinchas Bunamakoyim, whose yard site is going to be tomorrow on Shabbos, and Lilu Nishmas Eliezer, Rav Nasniyakov, Yentefrado Bas Rabbi Shuarye, Harini Kapuras Mishlovon, Zahavaleya Bas Reb Avron, Sipkorifka Bas Reb Hillel, and Lilu Nishmas, all those that need an Ibu Neshama, and for a complete Rufur Shalema for all those that need it, including Chaviva Chana Bas Galia, Rochel Bas Galia, Nayanachama Bas Galia, Avi Vilona Bas Yisbehendel, Sorochel Bas Yisbehendel, Chavaliba Bas Nantvoira, Soralea Bas Chavaliba, Shira Nachama Fega Bas Chavaliba, David Ben Behia, Shangel Bas Lea, Gitaganel Bas Sipoira, Lebalea Bas Sipoira, Idis Bas. Miriam Brindle, Michal Sora Bas Hadasa, Shimon Eliezer Ben Rachel, Shlomo Ben Rivka Sprinza, Besir Sharachel Yisrael. We're speaking, we're discussing the topic of Kilei Behema, when a person puts together two animals of different species and does work with them together, or causes them to mate together. So now Rav Nosanzal says, Paragraph Gimel, Based on what we're learning here, we'll be able to understand why the Torah specifically mentions an ox and a donkey. Despite the fact that in reality, any two types, any two different species of animals, we're not allowed to put together and do work with them. A horse, any, any, any species. However, as we learned previously, the main problem with kilayim is that it's an it's a, an aspect of pegama bris and pegama das. Pegama bris is it, one major form of pegama bris is when two different species mix a Jew and lahavdelagoi. Or, or a man with a woman that's not appropriate to them. The Isa, it's brought in the Tikkun Eisoyar, Shechayos Tohoyrois, Hein Bechinas Machshovois Tohoyrois, Vechayos Temeyos, Hein Machshovois Rois. The Zohar Kodesh says that when we speak about kosher animals, they represent kosher thoughts. And when we speak about non-kosher animals, they represent non-kosher thoughts, machshoves rois. Ki yesh b'kedusha arye shoyer nesher shehim b'chinas machshoves kedoshes. The Yisrael Kodesh tells us, we know that on the throne of Hashem, there are these four images. The arye, which is king of the chayos, king of the non-domesticated domesticated animals. The shoyer, who is king of the domesticated animals. And the nesher, nesher can be, there are people that, an eagle, 
which is the king of the birds. <laughs> they represent holy thoughts, because again, their images are on the throne of Hashem. <laughs> the concept of <clears throat> healthy das, opposing these three, the Zohar Kodesh tells us, is Kelev, Chamoir, and Neitz. The opposite of the Aryeh is the Kelev, the dog. The opposite of the Shoyer is the Chamoir, the donkey. And the opposite of the eagle is the Neitz. Neitz is some kind of a predatory bird. Nimtza, Shechamoir, who connected Shoyer. So in this relationship, the th- these three versus these three, the donkey is opposite the ox. The Iker his gabros has sitrachro, whom is sitra the smaller, shuhubachin We know that the Sifri Kabbalah tell us always that these, the term sitrachro, which means yetzahara, which means evil, the word sitrachro means other side. The other side is the left side. So the sitrachro usually draws from the left side. And on the throne of Hashem, the Aryeh, the lion, is on the right, the Shoyer is on the left. As it says clearly in Yecheskel Anavi, the face of the ox is on the left. And therefore, when we put together Shoyer, which is on the left side, and Chamoyer, which is the 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 Tomei version of Shoer, also on the left side, that represents major. That's the, the, the what really strengthens the Sitrachra, Pegamabris, Gamadas, Alideshe Yoinek Hasisham Chamoer Mishoer, by the donkey being able to draw energy and power from the Shoer. And that combination of Shoyer and Chamoyer is what really fuels the Yitzhahara in a, the Sitrachra in a very powerful way. Because the main source, source from which the Sitrachra draws power is from the left side of holiness, which is the Shoyer. And therefore, despite the fact that combining any two different species is forbidden, despite that the Torah mentions specifically Shoyer and Chamoyer, because the main, the worst damage is when there's damage to the Das. And that happens when we join together Kilayim, two different species. And, and the, the damage to the Das is represented especially by this combination of Shoer and Chamoel. Question in the chat, 
how can the lion and the eagle represent good thoughts if they themselves are non-kosher animals? The Zohar Kodesh was just quoted as saying that only kosher animals represent good thoughts. The answer is the fact that the lion, the image of the lion and the ox and the eagle are on the Merkava, on the throne of Hashem, that makes them kosher, not kosher to be eaten. That shows that they represent the side of Kedusha versus the dog and the donkey and the, and the nates, they represent the side of Tuma. It doesn't, this doesn't have anything to do with kosher regarding being permitted to eat. And therefore, on the holy day of Shabbos, when the Sidrachra is submissive and, and defeated, and that's when we achieve an incredible high level of Tikkun Hadas, that's why the Torah, when it speaks about even not having your animals do any work on Shabbos, it specifies so that your ox and donkey will also rest on Shabbos. Because on Shabbos, we rest and we refrain from performing any of the 39 acts of work. And on Shabbos, everything, everything that can be included in Kedusha gets included in Kedusha. And the forces of evil are subdued and, and defeated. And we achieve a very high level of Das. The Das is on a level of perfect, complete. We know that on Shabbos, we receive a Neshama Yaseira. And there's a Pasuk, V'nishmas Shakai Tevinein. The, 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 the Neshama of, Hash, of which Hashem gives us, gives us Tevuna, deep understanding. So Shabbos represents a very high level of Das. That's why the Pasuk specifically says that on Shabbos, your ox and donkey will rest, because everything that can be included in holiness is, is, and even the Sitrachra, even the Chamoyer, let's say, for example, which is Sitrachra, also becomes subdued and becomes a chariot for for holiness. That's why it's included in the midst of Shabbos. And this is why the Torah, in the beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, where Yaakov Avinu has already completed his 14 years in the house of Lavan, and now he's about to meet Esav and his 400 men who want to destroy Yaakov Avinu. And Yaakov Avinu says, li I possessed Shoer and Chamoer. Because Yaakov Avinu succeeded in bringing everything that could be brought into holiness 
he succeeded in accomplishing it. Because during the time that Yaakov Avin was in the house of Lavan, he did all kinds of tikkunim. He sorted out the good from the bad, and he extracted Rochel and Leah and Bilha and Zilpah, and was able to build Klal Yisrael with them, with these women who were from the house of Lavan. And as soon as Yaakov Avin left the house of Lavan, Zoha takef lekidusha Shabbos. He was zoha immediately to the holiness of Shabbos. Hamashikosov, as it says, vayichan penei ho'ir, that Yaakov Avinu rested at the entrance to the city. I believe this is referring to Shem over there. V'dosh Rabbi Seinazal and our rabbis tell us shekova tchumen. Yaakov Avinu established the boundaries for Shabbos to be able to show his family members exactly how far they're allowed to go outside of the city on Shabbos. So we see that Yaakov Avinu established the Kiddush of Shabbos at that time. And that's why he prided himself and he said, that I was to, to have the Shoer and the Chamoer. Yaakov Avinu succeeded in defeating and subduing everything and making it submit to the Kiddusha, the Bechinas, as, as the Pasuk says, as the Pasuk says about Shabbos, that on Shabbos your ox and donkey will rest. And this also explains why in certain places we refer to the Sitra Achra as a donkey or a mule. As the, the Medrash says, when it speaks about, about Avram Avinu, uh, saddling their donkey, he defeated, he, he caused the Chamor to be submissive. And a similar concept is taught when it speaks about the brothers of Yosef HaTzadik, that when morning came, they, they left. They left Egypt to return back home. It says they and their donkeys. That, and there also it's written that they succeeded in subduing the, the chumrius, the physicality, the, the sitrachra. The iker his gabrus has sitrachra chasashom, he alidei bechinas chamoer, shehu keneged shor shevidusha. Because one of the main ways that the sitrachra gains power is via the donkey, which is opposite the axe within, of, of holiness. The ox represents the left side of holiness. And we know that the main place from which the, the forces of evil draw power is from the left side. Any questions? And now we also understand the law regarding the firstborn of a donkey, 
we know that the firstborn is called the Bechoyer. And when a kosher animal, an ox, a sheep, or anything like that, has a firstborn, that's considered holy. That's given to the Kohen, and the Kohen offers it as a sacrifice in the Beis Amikdosh. But when it comes to a donkey, we're told that the, the firstborn of a donkey has to be redeemed. It's a non-kosher animal. It cannot be offered on the Mizbeach or anything like that. So it's redeemed. It's transferred onto a sheep, and the sheep is the one that, that's offered. The firstborn of a donkey, we are not allowed to have any personal use of it. We have to transfer the, the, that Bechoyra onto a sheep. To give the Koyhain, the sheep, in exchange for that firstborn donkey, and from that point on, you're allowed to use that donk, that newborn donkey for whatever purpose. For work, anything like that. Because we, the Jewish nation, are required to try to elevate anything that we can and bring it into holiness. To elevate Behema to Adam. And that's that's what Tikkun Abris is about, as we discussed earlier, to take one's animalistic desire and make it holy. And this is why even the firstborn of an animal is given to the Koyim, because the Bechoyer is first. And racist, the term first, represents das, as the Pesach says. We have to therefore give it to the koyen, because the koyen represents a high level of das. And the koyen is also an Indian of tikkun The koyenim have more stricter rules regarding bris than other Jews. A koyen is not allowed to marry a, a divorcee, a convert, a clean godl is not allowed to marry a widow. As the Pasuk says, das. From on the lips of the Koyen, you will find Das. And as it says also in the Navi, Hashem says, My bris, my covenant is with him, with the Koyen. As was given to Pinchas. The, the power of the bris, the, the holiness of the bris, and kahuna for all future generations. Therefore, every firstborn from, from an animal belongs to the koyen, in order to thereby purify and elevate the behemoth to a status of Adam. Because by our act of giving the the bechor to the koyen who represents a high level of das, a high level of tikkun abris, 
By doing that, we're purifying and correcting and elevating the behemoth to the status of Adam, Adam, who is Das, who is the Koyin in this instance. Because if the Bechoyer, if the firstborn doesn't have any major blemish, then the Koyin offers it as a Korban. And as we've learned previously many times, the purpose of bringing Korbanos was to elevate Behema to Adam. Remember, we quoted the Pasuk in the beginning of Parshas Vayikra, Adam kiyakriv mikem korban min ha That the act of being makriv a korban is changing from behema to Adam. And by performing this mitzvah with the Bechoyer, by giving it to the Koyen, that serves as a tikkun for all the other births that will come after it. And the animal, the animal aspect is purified to whatever degree it can be purified. Because everything follows the beginning. The beginning is what sets the mode for everything after it. And therefore, through the Bechor, which is the first one of the births, which is given to the Koyim, through that act, all the births, all the animals that will be born afterwards are all perfected. And from that point on, we, we don't have to give it to the Kain anymore. The future animals that are born, or even a Yisroel, is able to use them and thereby elevate them to the level of Adam. Everything we just described applies only to the firstborn of a kosher animal. Whereas non-kosher animals, we do not have the ability to purify them, to elevate them to, to Odom. And therefore, we're forbidden to eat those other animals. And therefore also, there is no law of Bechoyer by any other animals. Rak Bechamoyer it's only by the donkey that the Torah commanded us to redeem the firstborn donkey with a sheep, and the sheep is given to the koyen. Because one of the main sources from which the sitrachra draws power is from chamor. And therefore, the firstborn donkey, who is racious, who is first, and who is the opposite of the racious of holiness, racious das, therefore the Torah declared it forbidden that we are not allowed to have any personal benefit 
from a firstborn donkey. Because we ordinary Israel and we ordinary Jews do not have the ability to bring that into holiness. But rather the tikkun for this firstborn donkey is by redeeming it onto a sheep, with a sheep, and the sheep is given to the koyen, because a sheep is also an animal, which is from where chamor, donkey, draws from, the chamor is the sidrachra, which draws from animal, from behemius. However, a sheep, we do have the ability to refine it, to purify it, and to elevate it into holiness. Because that's a kosher animal. Especially a sheep, which is the choicest one of all the animals. The sheep is closer to holiness than all other animals. As Rashi HaKadosh points out in Shira Shirim, a ram, which is a type of sheep, is every part of it is holy. Its wool can be used for tzitzis. Its horns are used to make shoifar. And and the Medrash shows how every the the how, I'm sorry Rashi shows that how every part of the sheep the ram that family is usable for kedusha. And therefore, when we redeem that firstborn donkey with a sheep, and we take that sheep and give it as an exchange to the koyin. As an exchange for the donkey, Azai Hutar Hapeter Hamor From that point on, that firstborn donkey can provide us personal use. We can use it for personal use. Because afterwards we can use it because of the fact that right now that firstborn donkey is is its use to us is coming via the sheep, via that sheep that was given to the to the coin. And through this process, we're able to turn that firstborn donkey into a, a chariot for holiness, into a merkava, something that holiness can be placed upon. <clears throat> As a result of it being exchanged for a sheep, shehugam min behema, which is also an animal, shemisham yenikosay, and again that's where chamoyer draws from. Chamoyer draws from behema. However, this sheep is given to the koyen and gets plugged into holiness. gam and through this process, that firstborn donkey, which <clears throat> which the sheep replaced, also becomes a merkava for holiness, 
And that's why we are permitted to have use, personal use of it. And therefore, the Egyptians who are like a chamoer, as the Pasuk says in the Navi Yecheskel, Asher besar chamoirim besarom, their flesh is the flesh of donkeys, ki heim chom, because the Egyptians are descendants of chom, shehu bechinas avdus, chom was cursed with slavery, servitude, oror kenan eved avodim yeliechot, and kenan is from that family of chom. <coughs> Because the main place of slavery and servitude is in Egypt, as Rabbein Zal writes about this in chapter 1 in the second half of Likut Imran. And slaves are referred to as a nation which is like a donkey. As the Gemara says, Regarding the Pasuk where Avram Avinu is about to take leave from Yishmoel and his other, <coughs> the others, to go with Yitzchak to the Akedah. And he says to Yishmoel and the others that are there, Shmulachem Poyamachmur, you remain here with the donkey. And the Gemara says, Am Hadoyma, Im, the word Im is spelled exactly the same as Am, a nation. Am Hachamoyer that Yishmoel is referred to as a nation that's like a Chamor. Yishmoel, Mitzrayim, Alkein, Hoyu Oivdim, Litler. This explains why the Torah tells us that the Egyptians worshipped sheep. Ki rotsu linak mehakidusha alidei hatler, shumin behema, shemishamin kosam, vusomal hakidusha biyoseh. Because the Egyptians wanted to try to draw from holiness via the sheep, which is the very close, which is a type of animal on one hand, but yet the sheep is within inside the Kedusha, holiness. And that's where they draw from, from the sheep, which is one of the closest animals in holiness. It's used for karbonis all the time. And we have so many other usages of it. And this is why the Egyptians wanted to try to draw power and energy from holiness via the sheep. And therefore, when the Jewish people left Egypt, Hashem commanded us to offer a korban pesach from the sheep in order to elevate and bring the sheep into the framework of holiness, to cut off the, the ability of the Egyptians to draw from the sheep. They should not be able to draw from there. And this is why right over there, where Hashem gives the Jewish people the mitzvah of Korban Pesach, Right over there, it tells us also, and the firstborn donkey redeemed with a sheep.
And this explains also why the Torah tells us that Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov were all shepherds of sheep. Because the whole focus of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov was to elevate from Behema to Adam. And one of the best ways that a person does that is by the sheep. They are a type of animal. However, they are the closest to holiness within the animals. And this is why, going back to the Pasuk that we quoted earlier, earlier we only quoted the beginning of the Pasuk. Yaakov Aminu says to Esav, I, I achieved Shoir, Chamoir, Tsoin, Eved, and Shifcha. I possess all of these. I own all of these. <laughs> because Yaakov Aminu elevated all of these to holiness. And through his efforts, even the Sitrach, or even the Chamoir, became a Merkava for holiness. And all of this was via the sheep. The fact that Yaakov Avinu was involved in being a shepherd over sheep in the house of Lavan. Shapirish Rashi, Moicher Tsoinoi, Veloikeach Loikoleila. How did Yaakovinu acquire the ox and the dunk? All of it? The answer is he sold the sheep and acquired these. Because all of these categories, Shoyer, Chamoyer, Tsoyen, Ebed, Shivcha, which Yaakov Avinu was to elevate into holiness, it was all accomplished via the sheep. Because as a result of him taking care of sheep, and Yaakov Avinu was to succeed in doing whatever tikkun he could possibly do for these sheep and elevate them into holiness, through that he subdued and suppressed the animalism. And when a person subdues and suppresses the behemoth, the behemoth, then everything can become a throne for holiness. Even those who are completely from the other side. Because all of these items that we're listing here, all of them draw from the spirit of Behemoth. And when we defeat and subdue and suppress the, the negative animal aspect by taking care of sheep, which Yaakov Avinu took care of, that's what enabled him to make all of these things into a place upon which Kedusha can rest. The Shoyer, the Chamor, the Eved, all of these. Any questions?
Good morning, Rav Nassim. Good morning. Just, uh, a clarity point. Um, the, the, it's here, Rav Nassim Zal writes, Val ken itzava miyad pete chamo tifte beseh. What's the flow or the logic of after after the the, the clay was subdued or the Corban Pesach, then this was commanded. What's the... In other words, once we succeeded in doing such a major mitzvah with the sheep, the mitzvah of Corban Pesach, now we're ready to address the, the Chamoyer. Mm-hmm. Because okay. again, the Chamoyer's connection to Kedusha is via, via the Seah. Thank you, Rabbi. Anyone else? And this is why the Pasuk says in the Navi Yecheskel, the Etain Tsoini, Tsoin Marisi, Odamatem. Hashem says, I will give my sheep, the sheep that I, I take care of, you, the Jewish people, are Odom. And the Gemara says, Atem Kruim Odom. You, the Jewish people, are called Odom. There seems to be a problem in this Pasuk. <clears throat> I'm sorry, the Pasuk said, You are my sheep. You are the sheep of my flock. You are man. And, and the Gemara says, You are called man. Rav says, There seems to be a problem here. In this Pasuk, he's calling us sheep and he's calling us humans. However, the truth is, this is an incredible praise to the Jewish people, and, and, and that that's showing our our greatness. What makes us special? This is what gives us the title Adam, and the other nations of the world are not called Adam. Because the truth is, the members of the other nations are also look like human beings. However, despite that, the Torah does not call them Adam. Because they're not able to, de- to defeat the animal inside of them, the animal instinct. To elevate from and this is why they they chase if they, they perform animal deeds, actions of animals. They behave like animals. They pursue all of their animalistic desires. Therefore, we the Torah does not call them Adam. Whereas the Jewish nation. We overcome our the behemoth inside of us. And we elevate from Adam. Therefore, we are called Adam. And as we said earlier, one of the best things that helps us elevate from behemoth to Adam is sheep. And we said that's why the Ovois, Avram Yitzhak Yaakov, were shepherds. And it's for this reason that the Torah refers to us, the Jewish nation, as sheep. 
And it also calls us human. Because again, it's through the sheep, through this tikkun of elevating from behema to Adam. And not only that, but the enabling us to even take Hamoyer and Eved, even to take those things and plug them into Kedusha via the Tzayin, that's why we are referred to <coughs> as Tzayin, and we're also referred to as Adam. V'zehu v'atein Tzayni Tzayin Marisi, you are my sheep, the sheep of my flock, Adam Atem, you are man. And again, the, the Gemara Dashans, Atem Kruyim Adam. You, the Jewish nation, are called Adam. The other nations are not called Adam. And it's for this reason that the Torah tells us that Dovra Melech, who was a shepherd for his father Yishai, he took care of the flocks, <coughs> by being a shepherd and showing such care for the, for the sheep, that's prepared him, that made him gave him the privilege of becoming the shepherd of the Jewish nation and leading us on a righteous path. To help us and guide us, overcome the animal inside of us. This is the main mission of a person. This is really what defines a Jewish king, a king who rules over the Jewish nation. <coughs> it's a leader who will guide and enable the Jewish people to accomplish this. To, to destroy the animal inside of us. And how did David HaMelech achieve this? By first taking care of sheep. As the Pasuk says in Tehillim, May achar olois hevioi, lirois be Yisroel amoi. That Hashem brought Dovar HaMelech from behind the sheep to shepherd Hashem's nation. V'hovein, and Rav Nosanzal says, understand this very, very well. Boruch Hashem li'olam, amen v'yomen. Blessed is Hashem forever. Rav Nosanzal finished, completed the halacha here, and then it seems afterwards he thought of another thought that's related to this halacha. And this will also explain why it says regarding the firstborn donkey, that if you do not redeem it, then you're obligated to chop its head off from the back of the neck. Not shechita, this is va'araftoi. Ki iker yenikas ha-sitrachro bechinas chamor bechinas mitzrayim hu min ha-oirif. Because the Zohar Kodesh and the Sifrei Kabbalah explain that the main part, if we picture the Kedusha as a human body, the main location from which the Sitrachro draws power is from the back of the neck, the oirev, <clears throat> bechinas paroi, as we find the king of Egypt was called paroi, the Sifrei Kabbalah tell us paroi is the letters ho'oirev, the back of the neck. 
And therefore the Torah commands us that if you're not going to do pityon peter chamoer, then chop off its head from the back of the neck. However, the first choice, the, the, the best thing to do for that firstborn donkey is to redeem it. <coughs> As the Gemara says in Bechayrus, mitzvahs pityon koidemes, that the Torah definitely prefers first choice to do the pityon. Because when you do the pidya in Peter Hamoyer, you're converting the Hamoyer, you're making the Hamoyer into a domain upon which holiness can rest. Through that sheep that's being given to the Koyen. Whereas when you chop off its head from the back, there you're not really... You're not really elevating it. Question in the chat. There are some religions and some Goyim individuals that also succeed in controlling their animal instincts. There must be more to this union than this simple interpretation. The answer is that there are Hasidei Umay Sa'ilam. Among the Goyim, number one, there are those non-Jews who become who, who join the Jewish nation and become very, very significant and important in the Jewish nation. So that's one element there. And in addition, there is the concept, it's rare, but it exists, Hasidei Umay Sa'ilam, that among the nations of the world, among the Goyim, <clears throat> there are those who overcome their animal instincts, and who who were were good to the Jewish people even at worst times, and and the the Zohar Kodesh tells us there is a Gan Eden for Hasidei Umay Soilam. There is a section in Gan Eden like that, so there is such a concept. However, in general, in general terms, we refer to the Jewish nation as Adam. We refer to the other nations as Behema. And there are some members of the other nations who don't deserve the title behemoth. They behave much worse in a much lower manner than, than a behemoth would ever behave. Question, but it says that it's impossible for going to do that. It, the, your, the, the term impossible here doesn't mean impossible. It means it's not normal for them. That's what it means. You need to know, again, that sometimes words are being used sometimes a little bit, you know, in a dramatic way, sort of, but it doesn't mean that literally, literally. Question, but in other religions, they often make a big union of controlling their animal instincts. Yeah, they make a big Indian, but they don't necessarily succeed. We've seen in recent years hundreds of stories coming out of leaders in these other religions, priests and bishops, and being caught with all kinds of despicable, disgusting types of sin and crimes, you know, Islam. And again, keep in mind the, the, the suffering that the Jewish people have endured by the animals in some of these other religions, the Muslims in recent times, and the the, the other religions, 
the, the Christians, the, the Crusaders, and all of these cases, Rahman <coughs> we saw extraordinary savage behavior, you know, in the name of in the name of religion by some of these other religions. Yeah, but we, we don't compare in any way. There's a there's a pasuk. One of the haftorahs begins with the words, Haloi kivnei kushim li. Hashem says that when the Jews misbehave, we're like the blacks. You're like the blacks to me. And Rav Nosanzal speaks about that in, in Likut HaLochas in a place. And he says, wow, why would Hashem ever say such a thing to compare us to the blacks? And Rav Nosanzal says that when Hashem makes such a statement, Hashem is reminded of how different we are still, you know, from, from these other nations. That it's the difference between black and white, Rahman al-Islam. Rabbi, the yeah. idea of the source of the power of the Sidracha coming from the back of the neck, is, is, that, is there a connection there to the loose bone, which is where a person is supposed to be rebuilt from Trisa Mason, that that's also at the back of the neck? My answer is, I don't know. Could be, because that bone is so important and so holy that the whole Trias Amesim is going to come from there, could be there again that the, the Sitrachra is positioned right there. I know there's a tremendous amount of discussion in the Zohar Coalition, all Sifre Kabbalah, about this whole area. We mentioned that the word Goroin, is bigamat, the throat is bigamatry three times Halikim, and Rabbi Nezal Nikutimran discusses the Veridin, the Veridin, which are these, these pipes, little pipes that are in the in the throat area, that the word Veridin is, is the word Din, and also Reish Yudvah, which is Bigimatria Gvura. And the Oiref, the back of the neck, and speech, this is actually, we're, we're about to, this, this Shabbos, we're going to be reading Parshas Vayechi, and then we're going into Shemois which is all about the Jews, the Jewish people being subjugated, enslaved in Egypt, and then getting out. And the Zohar HaKadosh I'll speak about the fact that this is all about the Dibur going into Golis, the Shekhinah going, the Dibur going into Golis, and, and, and that's where Paroi, who's the back of it, Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in Kutimran, that the Dibur comes out from the face, from the front, when Paroi, and the Sar Hamashkim and the Sar Hoifim, he and his leadership gain power, they withhold the speech. They don't allow us to bring the speech out, to, to bring the speech forth, which is the whole concept of redemption, Geula, Geula, Goal Yisrael, you know, the Geula of the Dibur, the, the Geula of the speech, versus Paroi and all the forces in the Sitrachra that try to hold back, prevent us from speaking through the back of the neck, through the throat, through all the different obstacles, you know, to, to try to hold back. Questions in the chat. Are we obligated to believe that all the people in the other religions who seem to have conquered their animal instincts have not really managed to do so? <clears throat> the, the answer is that it's not always the way it looks. We need to be very cautious and not assume 
that just because somebody is a guru or a priest or the, that they are holy people, not to assume that, that's for sure. Point in the chat <clears throat> that Rav Nosenzal is using the term impossible but by the non-Jews, because it's impossible for a non-Jew to have yira. Yira is, is the definition of a Jew. And isn't that the reason why righteous gerim are not considered goyim? They're called yirei Hashem. <clears throat> possible. Possible. That's also a possible explanation for sure. All right. Wishing everybody a wonderful Shabbos. This is the Sium of Chumash Bereshis. It's a major milestone in the year. And again, when they make, when they read the last words of the parsha, the whole shul says, "Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek." My my Rebbe, Rabbi Moshe Bush, I heard him and some others say that we say Chazak three times in most shuls. They say Chazak, Chazak, Venis Chazek. We say Chazak, 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 Venis Chazek, because three times Chazak is Bigimatria Moshe. And again, the three, three represents an incredible, powerful com- shlemus, completion. We should be zercher, the entire Jewish nation should be mitchazek now in Torah, in Tefillah, in Beinodam Lamokoim, Beinodam Lachaveiroi, to get rid of all of these sinas chinam, the machlokes, the wrong kind of machlokes, and be zercher to the geula shlema b'mehera v'yameinu, amen v'yamein. We will have the shir. Sure, we will have the shear Sunday morning, and Sunday night I'm traveling to the United States for two and a half weeks. So the next Likute Aloha shear after Sunday morning will be on Thursday morning, Mitzvah next week. All the best.